you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are studying the first 14 chapters of the book of Acts in a study entitled The Power of the Holy Spirit Through the Churches. During this study, we will observe how the Holy Spirit worked through the churches in Jerusalem to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2022-23 through 23 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for January 22, 2023 is entitled, The Jerusalem Church is Scattered. It comes from Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, verses 26 through 31, and verses 35 through 38. The key verse, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Acts chapter 8, verse 4. The application, the student will conclude that the Lord will use persecution when necessary to move his churches to fulfill the Great Commission. We all like comforts. We have homes that maintain a comfortable temperature with central heat and air. We wear stretchy pants that do not cut into our expanding waistlines. We eat at the all-you-can-eat buffets that are expanding our waistlines. And the list goes on of all the comforts we have grown grown to expect. But is being comfortable our goal in life? Is it why we are here on earth? Being comfortable is not always conducive to serving the Lord. Comfortable Christianity can lead to contented disobedience lulling us to sleep. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Romans chapter 13 verse 11. The Lord warns us that our time is drawing short to reach the lost. The Lord might need to send us some discomforts to get us out of our easy chairs to go to work for Him. The Lord used the discomforts of persecution in the Jerusalem church to spread the gospel. Not to say that they were lazy, but it is unlikely that this church would scatter throughout the region preaching the gospel had it not been for the persecution that scattered them. Jesus told them, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. They had received power on the day of Pentecost. They had witnessed in Jerusalem and Judea, but they had not yet witnessed in Samaria or the uttermost parts of the earth. It would take persecution to get them going. Can you describe a time when God pushed you out of your comfort zone to share the gospel? Searching the text. Number one, persecution propagates the gospel. Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial, and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad 
went everywhere preaching the word. In our lesson last week, we read of the horrible murder of Stephen, and his death certainly needed lamenting. But his death was not a complete loss. He gave his life as a witness for Jesus, and his death prompted the spread of the gospel. Early Christian writer Tertullian, A.D. 155-220, wrote, The oftener we are mowed down by you, the more our number we grow. The blood of Christians is seed. This famous statement is often paraphrased. The blood of martyrs is the seed of Christians. Christian history is replete with examples of persecution and martyrdom that fueled the growth of Christianity across the world. This started in the early days of the Jerusalem church, and Saul of Tarsus was a major contributor. Persecutor Saul, whom we later will come to know as the great missionary and apostle Paul, was ravaging the Jerusalem church. The word havoc in verse 3 means to tear apart. Saul was literally tearing the Jerusalem church apart and scattering the membership, but counterproductive to his aim of destroying the church and the gospel they preached. His effort only became a catalyst for spreading the gospel and planting other churches. Even in his persecution, Paul was Saul was spreading the gospel and planting churches. Oh, what God can do. Stephen's death also had an important impact on Saul personally. After his conversion, Paul was recounting a time when he was at the temple in Jerusalem praying. He was bothered by how he had persecuted Christians and made special mention of thy martyr Stephen, Acts chapter 22, verses 17 through 20. When he later met Jesus on the road to Damascus, Saul was already feeling the pricks of conviction, Acts chapter 9, verse 5. Stephen's life and death brought heavy conviction on Saul. Stephen's death was not in vain. The Jerusalem church and the spread of the gospel were in no way stopped by persecution. But as they were scattered abroad, they went everywhere preaching the word. Verse 4. Preaching comes from the Greek word evangelizo. That is the origin of our English word evangelism. They went everywhere evangelizing. Acts would later tell us that they were scattered as far as Phinehas, Cyprus, and Antioch. And again, that they preached the word. Acts chapter 11 verse 19. Persecution or any other form of suffering will not stop the preaching of the word, but is often what prompts it. As I see here how God used persecution to fan the flames of evangelism, I am reminded of a time when I was burning leaves in my backyard on a cold fall day. If I start a fire, you can be sure the wind will start blowing. While occupied in the front yard raking more leaves to carry uh, to the fire, the wind began to spread the fire in my backyard. When I discovered this, I got an old blanket from the garage and desperately tried to beat out the flames. The more I beat, the more I spread the flame. The more persecutors beat Christians and create havoc in churches, the more the flames of evangelism are fanned. Fortunately, I was able to contain my backyard fire before I did any real damage. But the flames of evangelism will not be contained. Praise the Lord. Number two. 
Philip in Samaria. Acts chapter 8 verses 5 through 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many with palsies, and that were lame were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. In Acts 8, we see another deacon at work for the Lord. Stephen in chapter 7, and here Philip. Philip was had watched his co-deacon killed for preaching the word, but he was not intimidated. Evidently, Philip was pushed out of Jerusalem by persecution and went to Samaria and preached Christ to them. We get the idea that it did not matter where these Christians were or went. They were going to preach Christ to any and all. I wish we were more like that. Jesus had one a Samaritan woman during his ministry in John chapter 4. While Jesus was there, he said to his disciples, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on, on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. John chapter 4 verse 35. What Jesus was looking at and told the disciples to look at was all the many Samaritans that needed salvation. Can we not look out into our world and see that the fields are white already to harvest? The Samaritans were a mixture of Jews and Gentiles. The Jew-Samaritan relations were not good. It went back to the time of the divided kingdom of Israel with the northern and southern tribes who rarely got along. But Philip did not even hesitate. They were lost people who needed salvation. Philip went out into the field, preached Christ to them, and saw the harvest of souls. God gave Philip the supernatural ability of miracles, and it drew people to him. But it was not miracles they needed most. It was salvation that only comes through faith in Jesus. Many of the Samaritans believed and were later baptized. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. This was the start of a church in Samaria and the second church in existence. Later we find out that there were other churches in this region. Acts chapter 9 verse 31. The persecution on the Jerusalem church not only brought salvation to many, but it was also the means of starting many other churches. Where is your Samaria, your field, white already to harvest? Number three, Philip and the Ethiopian. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 31 and verses 35 through 38. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah uh, the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, 
Understand thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Philip had a great ministry in Samaria, but he was not done yet. Through an angel, the Lord called Philip to another lost soul who needed salvation. He had been working in Samaria, which is about 40 miles north of Jerusalem. Now he was called to go south toward Gaza. Many miles to travel, Philip arose, went, and ran. Verses 27 and 30. Showing his eagerness to have his next gospel conversation. The Holy Spirit led Philip to be a witness unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. In an encounter with an Ethiopian who had been in Jerusalem to worship God. Ethiopia in that day was a large prosperous kingdom located south of Egypt. This man was a high-ranking official in charge of the treasury of the queen. We might wonder why an Ethiopian had been worshipping in Jerusalem. He could have been a Jew serving in a foreign country, which was not uncommon. Or he may have been a Jewish proselyte. But what is most important about him was that he was reading the Bible. While this Ethiopian was reading Isaiah 53, he had become quite interested in the person of this passage. It was of no coincidence that this man was reading the most powerful prophecy about Jesus Christ in the Old Testament and that Philip came to him with answers as he read. It is all the work of God drawing him to salvation. We too should be very sensitive to how God is leading us to those who need our witness. Philip asked him, Understandest thou what thou readest? Acts chapter 8 verse 30. And he opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus, verse 35. As this gospel conversation continued, this Ethiopian was led to confess salvation in Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, verse 37. It was here that this man was saved and baptized. I cannot help but wonder if this Ethiopian who was also a eunuch, did not also read Isaiah 56, verses 4 and 5. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths, and choose the things that pleased me, and take hold of my covenant, even unto them will I give in mine house, and within my walls a place and a name better than the sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. I also cannot help but wonder if this prophecy was not partially fulfilled in the events of Acts chapter 8 verses 35 through 38. We are never told this man's name, but today he has an everlasting name in heaven because he accepted Jesus as his Savior. 
Are you eager to have your next gospel conversation with a lost person? Setting the application. We are called to be witnesses, and only God knows how he will guide us to our next opportunity to witness. It might be at a neighborhood meeting or working in a vacation Bible school. It might be teaching a Sunday school class or working at a local restaurant. It might be intentional or accidental. However, the key for us is that we are ready at all times to share the gospel with everyone. Everywhere we go, let us preach the word. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16 and verse 15. If God so chooses to bring suffering into our lives to get us out of our comforts so that we will work for him, so be it. Let us not make comforts our idols. If we are living for our possessions, our hobbies, or or our entertainments, we are living for the wrong reason. We are to live for God and tell others about him. I encourage you today to take the time to prepare a gospel presentation, and then I am certain that God will give you the opportunity to use it this week. Be willing and do it. Can you write out a gospel presentation to use this week? Thank you for joining us in another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue going through Acts 1-14, through observing the power of the Holy Spirit through the churches. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.